magnetic Klingon vessel. We are energizing transporter beam. Now. Transporter, stand by. Yes, prepare for emergency beam out. Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you are you making that transporter worthy? Are you energizing? Right? Are you energizing? Energize and welcome, welcome to the Sci-Fi Guy on Substack. This is Will on Substack. I'm nobody. <laughs> nowhere else. Nobody and nowhere else for now. So this is Sci-Fi Guy, and we're going to talk transportation transporting the star trek way the starfleet the 23rd 24th century way that little mix clip there was of the various transporter effects the movie the star trek movies classic movies with kirk and crew next generation deep space nine um there was a, a couple borg and klingon transporters uh mixed in there what's great um, I feel, of course, about the transporter effect, the sound effect, is it is so musical, you know. Instead of hum along to it, whistle along, insert it into your mixtapes. But what are the kids, what are the kids using today? Mix MP4s, Spotify, Pandora. Bottom line is transporters are really damn cool. They are darn cool. But what actually are they, right? What is an actual, uh, Transporter. What is transportation? Molecular rearrangement and transportation. Well, let's start off with some reality. A cold splash of reality. Cold splash of, of re reality water. And this is from a, an article. I'm not quite out. Thoughtco.com. And it says, is the Star Trek transporter possible? First, this technology, as used in the shows and movies of Star Trek, seems to have no difficulty in beaming particles through all kinds of thick, dense materials on their way from the starship to distant locations. This is highly unlikely to be possible in reality. Once again, this is highly unlikely to be possible in reality. So, where do you where do we go from that? That, that the killjoy of it, the uh, the sort of um, insurmountable odds well we have to look at the the physics the, the the technology as it is today as we know it today and 
as it will be in maybe hopefully several hundred years. This is an article from the brighter side, the brighter side dot news, the brighter side dot news, and all about teleportation, trans- transportation, transporter, Star Trek style. And here's a excerpt. If teleportation was ever to work, scientists said it wouldn't actually be able to move matter. The stuff we are made of does not pass easily through walls, and the energy required to break apart the powerful forces binding our atoms at a smaller subatomic level would be astronomical, way over budget. Uh, This is a quote from Mikio Kaku, the theoretical physicist and futurist, transporting actual items I'm sorry, transporting actual atoms is too dangerous. Instead, he says, we could send all info about someone scanning them to the subatomic level so they could be rebuilt in the exact same way. Kako thinks this human fax machine could work, in theory, using an MRI, which already scans living tissue. Only this one would have to be powerful enough to generate images as precise as one atom per pixel. And it goes on to say, just measuring one like one atom or even even an amoeba, this one scientist says, um, is would be almost impossible. Uh, this is, let's see, oh, this is a quote from the scientist. He says, if even if someone offered, this is um, a Buchler, like Bueller. Um, B-U-C-H-L-E-R, I apologize, I can't get his, fir- his full name in here, but it, even, this is his quote, even if someone offered me a $20 trillion grant to build a t- teleporter for an amoeba, I wouldn't know where to start. So again, that's some cold splashes of reality, and this is only about a year old, the quotes and the, uh, the data in this uh, article. And if you look, f- uh, you know, even more so about the Star Trek uh, teleportation and transporter is then so you have the data concerns you have the to store it in a computer the computational demands and then you have the energy demands and i believe um lawrence krauss and his physics of star trek i believe he says each time you would just need to generate enough power to have one transport of one person say say just one say you say kirk or or spock or picard just wanted to go down somewhere you would need i think the power of a sun or two or several, several suns to do one transport. So say you want to do a landing party, say you have six people. So each time you need the power of sort of a sun or so. And I guess warp, warp drive, I mean, warp cores are capable of generating such a, you know, power constraints. I don't know, though. But let's get to the fictional. The fictional, what is it in Star Trek? Okay, um, right from the official wiki. It's a fictional teleportation machine used in the Star Trek science fiction franchise. Transporters allow for teleportation by converting a person or object into an energy pattern called dematerialization, then sending it beaming to the target location, where it is reconverted into matter once more. Since its introduction in the original series in 1966, the name and familiar similar concepts rather have made their way into other sci-fi scenarios. It was originally conceived as a device to convey characters from a starship to the surface without need for expensive and time-consuming special effects. So basically, Gene Roddenberry, back in the day, they realized that landing the Enterprise every, you know, every episode or so on a, on a new world would be really expensive. Even a small shuttlecraft, which they did several times, 
that would be expensive. The Gallows, the Galileo Seven comes to mind, of course, is probably one of the most famous shuttlecraft episodes. But you can't keep doing it, right? Because you don't have the money. You don't have the the gold press latinum. You don't have the moolah. Can't do it. So, um, so they designed the transporter. Uh, further, it says on the original series, the transporter was portrayed as a platform in which characters stand before being engulfed by a beam of light and transported to their destination. The effect was created by turning a slow motion camera upside down and photographing some backlit shiny grains of aluminum powder that were dropped between the camera and a black background. Later series would eventually use computer animation for the effect. On the original series, the transport operator would activate the device by moving three sliders on a console. On the sequel series, the sliders were replaced with three touch-sensitive light bars, which according to the Next Generation Technical Manual were designed as an homage to the original series. And that definitely was a cool high point of seeing the uh, the next gen version, the uh, 1701D version. Uh, they go on to say transporter accidents, of course, not that they're common, but they do occur. And what happens when you have this ethical dilemma that characters must resolve? In various episodes, transporter accidents have been used to send characters to a parallel universe or back in time or split their character in two. Of course, the enemy within in the original series split them in two. So obviously the transporter is a pretty um, well-known, I'd say next to the phaser probably is the most, you know, known tech of Star Trek. Trans, uh, the transporter, the phaser, the, the tricorder and communicator. But in terms of just beaming up Scotty, even non-fans and Trekkers, of course, know how powerful it is and how uh, convenient um, and basically, if you want to do the effect, they go on to say the glitter effect goes through a hole in the second piece of film and thus coincides with the outline of the crewmen when they're you know doing an actual transporter effect in the series or films. When the film is run, the, main, the man is slowly faded out of the picture, momentarily leaving the glitter effect in place of his body. The glitter is then faded out as well. And of course, that was... Basically, back in the day in the original series, or maybe some of the early films, and now, of course, they do all the computers, the digital, everything's digital. But the big question for me, and of course, every you know, are we are we all going to be like uh, Bones, Doctor McCoy, and do they really want? Do we really want our transporter, a transporter, to scatter our atoms all across the universe? I know, I, I don't, I don't know if I'd do it. I'd have to be assured and see that it works every time. But just like getting on an airplane or, you know, any type of conveyance, you're like, mm, you always have maybe hesitation and some doubt, even in Starfleet, even in the far-flung future. I want to thank you guys for listening. Again, you can subscribe if you have not. The freebies, the free subscribe, or the paid people, four ninety nine a month. You get some goodies. You definitely get things like exclusive interviews, not available with the freebie. Check it out. Send us some feedback we always enjoy. Live long and prosper. We'll see you soon.